Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the patient safety and medical malpractice company owned by and serving the Harvard medical community since 1976. The following case abstract is based on closed malpractice claims in the Harvard medical system. Some details have been changed to protect identities. A 48-year-old female was diagnosed with kidney cancer, and after consultation with the urologist, she agreed to a laparoscopic nephrectomy. During the use of a vascular stapling device, the surgeon reacted quickly to a massive bleed. He communicated the urgency of the situation to the anesthesia team and rapidly opened the abdomen to get control of the bleeding at the renal artery stump. The anesthesia team was able to resuscitate the patient while pressure was held over the bleeding site. Blood was typed and cross-matched and ready for administration within 10 to 15 minutes. Meanwhile, the surgeon asked for emergency assistance from senior members of the urology team and from vascular surgery. A portion of the aorta was torn two to three centimeters in length and had to be repaired with a graft. Because of the extensive blood loss, the patient became hypotensive, resulting in rhabdobiolysis and blindness in his right eye. During the hospitalization, the patient and the family tried to get solid answers from the surgeon about what happened. They felt the surgeon was evasive and unavailable, to the extent that they refused to sign the discharge papers. Eventually, they sued the surgeon and the institution for negligence. A jury found for the defense. To discuss the risk management and patient safety aspects of this case, we are joined by Dr. William Barry. Dr. Barry is a surgical consultant for Crico in the Harvard Medical System. Bill, a lot went wrong with the case. There was a lot of blood loss, blindness, the outcome. But what can we say about what was done well in the case? In this case, there was significant hemorrhage. Um, and what was remarkable to me in looking the case over in detail was the rapidity and the effectiveness of the response of the clinicians to this emergency. Sometimes when things go wrong in surgery, the surgeon persists a little bit too long in trying to fix the problem themselves. And here, as soon as this injury became evident, the surgeon clearly notified the anesthesiologist that there was a problem in the field and then had help summoned to the room in the form of the vascular surgery team because literally within minutes they were in the operating room, had opened the patient's abdomen, and had started to control the bleeding. Are there things, Bill, that a team can use to be prepared in this way and routinely respond in situations like this? Yeah, this is a place where something like a preoperative briefing, which is relatively new, a relatively new idea to surgery, can play a major role. Uh, typically, the surgeon would walk to the operative field and uh, without much conversation begin an operation. Um, to have this kind of a response, it's really helpful if the surgeon can share a little bit of what's planned for that particular operation, including difficulties that might be a problem. So in this particular case, because the surgeon knew that there was a large kidney tumor, that it might be difficult to see, particularly around the artery and vein, um, leading into the kidney, that he share that with other people in the operating room so that they would know that there was a reasonable chance that they may have to switch 
from a laparoscopic approach to an open approach. And in this case, it appears that the instrumentation actually to move from closed to open was already in the operating room and helped make that transition even more effective. Possibly one of the reasons this turned into a lawsuit was the dissatisfaction that the patients had with the communication that followed the operation. What can we say about the way that communication worked or didn't work? Well, from the available records and what we know from some of the conversations that were had with both the patient and the patient's family, uh, they were unhappy uh, with the, the surgeon, not just around the occurrence of the complication, but with the way that they were spoken to from immediately after the surgery. It appears that he was very vague in talking about what happened um, during the operation and that that vagueness was never cleared up before the patient was released from the hospital. What kind of general um, advice can we give to physicians in a disclosure and an apology situation where the facts may not be entirely known to the staff? That's a great question. I think that as the whole concept of disclosure of available facts and apology not for having made an error but that the patient suffered a complication, they're becoming more and more part of the way that we take care of patients. In this case, I think that the, it doesn't look like the surgeon ever apologized, which probably would have been helpful. But the other thing, I think, is to make sure that the family understands when there is uncertainty around something that went wrong. So a very honest admission that you don't yet have all the facts, that the picture isn't quite clear, and then that kind of a discussion has to be followed up as you learn more and get closer and closer to what appears to be an understanding of what actually occurred. Immediately after something bad happens, a lot of times the dust hasn't settled and, and neither the doctor nor the patient nor the patient's family really understands what happened and it's fine to admit that uncertainty, but it is a huge mistake not to provide clarity to the family as time passes and things become clearer and clearer. I think in this case, the persistent vagueness and the evasiveness on the part of the surgeon really tilted the family toward wanting to file a lawsuit if only just to figure out what happened. Further problems with the patient and family's understanding of what happened can come if you initially pick one explanation for what happened and then along the way are continually modifying it. And it's even worse if it appears to the family that again, that you're trying to hide something or that it's potentially self-serving as you modify your version of the facts.
The best thing to do is not to speculate. Thank you, Dr. William Berry, a surgical consultant for Crico. I'm Tom Ajello. This has been a patient safety podcast from Crico. More information about Crico and efforts at Harvard to deliver the safest healthcare in the world is available on our website at www.rmf.harvard.edu.